Wow. Well, good morning, everybody. You know what? Frankly, that wasn't a very good response. Good morning, everybody. Well, welcome to Biker Sunday. I was, I was really tempted to just come down the aisle on my ride. 60 cc's of raw power. That thing goes from zero to 70 in three weeks. It's just amazing. So, Hey, uh, so many beautiful bikes around in our West parking lot today, but I just wanted to make special mention, if I may, uh, two of the guys who rode in uh, today, uh, David, Fort Collins police officer, and Jason, a Larimer County sheriff. Why don't we give it up for our law enforcement? It really is my privilege to introduce our guest speaker today, Curtis uh, Hubble. He's uh, here together with his wife, Teresa. Uh, they lead Steel City Biker Church in uh, Pueblo, Colorado, and they are Assembly of God missionaries to the riding to the biker community. And we're so delighted that they are back with us here in Timberline. Put your hands together. Give them a massive welcome. It's always fun to be here. Um, before I get going, because I'll forget to mention it if I don't, uh, I brought a couple of cases of these uh, books right here. This is called the Book of Hope Road Edition. Uh, these are all four of the Gospels kind of combined, so they uh, read easy and don't repeat anything. And uh, they take you through the life and the mission of Christ while he was here on this earth. The reason that this church exists is because Jesus Christ came down. Uh, God became man and dwelt among us and died for our sins. So we have these available. I have a couple of cases of them. There are some articles in there, including my testimony. Those will be available down front and also at uh, the guest thingy uh, in the back. Uh, just ask around, you'll figure it out. I only brought a couple of cases, so uh, they are a limited edition, so you'll want to uh, hurry up and, uh, and get those. And um, I don't know, I could autograph them, I guess, if you would like me to. Uh, just I don't want to see it on eBay after that. So uh, anyway, uh, it, is, it is wonderful to be here. I love being in a church uh, that... Uh, it would appear that I am well-groomed enough to be on staff right here, right now. Usually, usually, <laughs> usually when it's kind of a big shot, you know, a kind of a, a big church, it's usually like, well, I'd really have to clean up my act a little bit and go, go to two or three barbers, possibly get a, a manicure, what do they call it when guys get their nails done? Whatever, you know, I had to do something like that. But here, I'm, I'm almost conservative, I think, but... Uh, uh, I also sometimes have to give pause if I can get away with uh, preaching in a bandana. I don't think God is offended, but I found man to be very much easier to offend than God. So, you know, I have to worry. But uh, we had a guy with a ball cap up here, so I could even find fault with him, I think, because possibly the visor thing, which I don't have, uh, makes me more appropriate. But who knows? Um, Anyway, uh, I, do, I do travel uh, quite a bit and I get to speak in a variety of uh, situations, but that means that uh, I have to get directions a lot uh, to places that I'm going. And 
usually when I'm going to a church or a, a, a somewhere I've never been, I'm talking to somebody who's giving me directions, usually as if I've lived in that community my whole life. So you get a lot of a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of commentary going going along. Now you'll want to go down the road until you get to the place where that old tire swing used to be. Sure, yeah. <laughs> But I listen. I listen very carefully. And when they say, turn right on this street and turn left on that street, that's what I'm writing down. And I let them go on and on and on and on, explaining to me how wonderful things used to be before they torn down the old Dunkin' Donuts and all of that type of stuff. And then when they're done, I say, okay, so I go I go right here, left here, go down. I'll see the church on the, on, on the left side of the road, correct? Yes. And so we're good. Uh, There's a, a, a lot of a lot of times uh, there's there's a lot of detail that comes along when you're talking with someone that you that you don't really need. My wife and I probably some of our most spirited conversations in the world that or in our lifetime anyway our lifetime together have been uh, about a road atlas, and it would usually go something like this: I would be traveling down the road in one of our jalopies. I, I converted a couple school buses into RVs and various things that we've had over the years trying to do the ministry that we do and and we'd be going along and I'd realize that I was in trouble I was I was directionally in trouble so I would I would start uh calling her name she would say hollering I'd say please please love of my life darling my my incredibly patient and caring spouse could you please make your way up to the front of the bus and then I would, I would throw the atlas at her and I'd say, okay, we are, we're going north on, on this highway and I'm going to have to exit somewhere. Please, please tell me where that exit is. And then it would start. And, and, and it was usually, she would figure out right where I needed to exit right after I passed it. <laughs> but then came greatest invention of mankind, GPS. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can hear it now. I used it to get here this morning just from the hotel, and it was only like two miles away. But I thought, why would I think if I have got my GPS that will, will get me there? The GPS is an incredible thing. When they finally came down enough in price that I could afford one, I, I thought it was the greatest thing ever because you just punch in the address, and, and no matter where you are, it will get you there. I mean, I think you could be on the moon and tell your GPS where you wanted to go, and it would say, okay, head toward Earth for how many ever thousand miles, and make a sharp right before you hit the ground or something like that. But it's it just, just a wonderful thing. Turn by turn directions. It even tells you when you'll arrive. It's, uh, it's down there giving you. The seconds are ticking away. Hey, you're nine minutes away, buddy. Yeah, just keep going. You've only got 2.5 more miles. It's incredible. There's two problems. Number one, it lies. <laughs> yes, it does. It lies. It doesn't really know where it's going. I, I, I put a lot of confidence in this thing. And I, I remember I'd, got my, I'd, got, I'd gotten the first, first one that we owned. This was a few years back. And we were at a big motorcycle show that happens in the wintertime in Denver. I had my buddy with me. And I said, hey, where do you want to go eat? You name it. This thing, because mine had a little button. You could just punch restaurants. And then would even ask you, what kind of food are you in the mood for? And you could tell it. Then it would give you uh, just a broad range of selections. So he and I, were, we have very discriminating palates. 
we settled on Denny's. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's a pretty nice restaurant. We settled on Denny's. And it told us there was one within the, the short distance. So we started down the road and turn, 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 turn. You have arrived at your destination. There was no Denny's there. In fact, it was a vacant lot in a bad part of Denver that I don't think there had ever been anything there except crimes committed. And I was looking at this thing and I said, you, you have sent us to our death. What were you thinking? And it doesn't answer back. It doesn't apologize. doesn't do anything. I'm just trying to punch a, punch, punch a buttons as fast as I can. And my buddy sitting next to me goes, yeah, your little girlfriend's a liar, isn't she? Yes. But you see, it receives info from somewhere. I don't know where it comes from. I know it works with satellites. I know maybe it works with the Internet somehow. But it receives info, and then it acts like it knows things for a fact. But it has never personally verified the info. It's also bossy. Never, ever, ever says please. I want to talk to whoever invented these things. I don't want to say, why did you have to make it sound like a bossy school teacher who has no sense of humor whatsoever? You see, mine, it, it, it says, uh, uh, up here, turn right. And if you decide, no, uh, I'll get to the right later on. Uh, instead, I want to go fill up a gas or something. It just gets indignant with you. Keep saying, recalculating. I'm like, I don't care what you're doing. Just shut up. I'm going to the gas station up here. Make a U-turn. Turn around. Go back. I just, I want, and, and somebody showed me, he said, they said, uh, oh, you can change the voice. I said, good. So I'm really tired of that woman bossing me around. Me and her. So I changed it to the only other voice, and it's a, no offense or anything, but it's a bossy British guy. <laughs> not a, not a good-humored, entertaining British guy. A real, real, like, you calling us better, just figure this out now, kind of British guy. I'm like, gee, I, I want a biker voice. That's what I want. I want to punch in the, the coordinates of where I'm going. I want to say, yeah, bro, you're going to enjoy that one. <laughs> Been there. Remember, it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey. So let's do this together, okay? And then if I wander off course, I want him to say, hey, bro, you missed the turn back there. Uh, let me see if I can figure a way out of this. I, I know my way around. I'll get you there. Don't worry. Hey, take a turn up here. Oh, hey, you missed that one, too. All right, dude, I tell you what, it seems like you know where you're going. And if you want to fill me in... I'll help you get there, but until then, it's cool. <laughs> I was supposed to participate in a motorcycle ride a few years ago called the Hoka Hey Challenge. It was actually a race. They couldn't call it a race, but it was, that's what it was. It was supposed to go from Key West, Florida to Homer, Alaska. And uh, I wrecked. I got wiped out in Dallas. That was my Hoka Hay. Oh, man, bragging rights like you can't believe. Yeah, I was in the Hoka Hay. <laughs> got took out by a Ford Ranger right outside of Dallas. And uh, 
had to get towed home. It was awesome. <laughs> but so my buddies that made it down there, the promoters, if, if you won, you got half a million dollars. So one of their goals was to make sure no one could win. So they sent you, one of my bases, they sent you down every little podunk dirt road, everything. A GPS would have been no help whatsoever because the GPS wants you to go the most direct route. And they did not do that at all. But I believe that there are times in our lives that it demands that we get directions. Demands that we stop. I was, I was talking with, uh, with uh, Jeff Lucas this morning, and he made this statement. I'd, I hadn't heard very many people say this. He says, when I'm lost, I stop and ask for directions. I'm like, well, you can get away with it because of your accent. They know you're not from around here. The rest of us, they look at us like we're idiots. You go, so how do I get to uh, Walmart? Oh, my God. Really? Go down this road. It's on the left for crying out loud. But him they would go oh wow so where are you from you know <laughs> there are times in our lives i believe that we have to get directions and jesus christ when he was here on earth he was uh, talking with uh, some individuals and he, he offered he offered this this advice this is matthew chapter 7 starting in verse 7 listen to this he says ask and it will be given to you Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. That's exciting stuff. That's just stuff when, when I read about that and, and realize these are the words of God Almighty speaking. All right, this is not, this is not some infomercial that's on at two o'clock in the morning offering you an easier way to open cans. This is the creator of the universe. It says, if you need something, just ask and you will receive. But you know what? This is what we hate doing sometimes. It seems like we know everything. I work on my own bikes for the most part. I am currently It was a little bit humiliating. That's not my motorcycle I rode in on. When I found out about this, they said, would you be willing to ride your motorcycle in? I said, yes, but it's funny looking. I don't think it's going to help with your cause at all. It's not cool. I didn't ever have to use to borrow a cool motorcycle, but now I do. I ride a Victory Vision Tour. It's the one that looks like a spaceship out there. Very comfortable. Yes, it is. Thank you. Man, that's just like the GPS lady. But I, I like working on my own bikes and I go by the book. I have a I have a repair manual and I do everything. I, I, I open the, the repair even if it's something I've done before, I still I still open the repair manual and go through it step by step. I know my my way around my, my bikes uh, uh pretty well, but sometimes uh even the, the obvious things I'll I'll miss a step because I don't do it all that often. Uh sometimes there's a hidden little bolt that Tell you, tell you get that off. It's, it's not coming. When I was younger, I used to just get a, a bigger screwdriver or something and pry. You go, okay, it's about there. And then you'd hear, tink. You go, ooh. 
that sounded really expensive. <laughs> and it usually was. But going by the book is, is wonderful. And God's Word is a life manual. It has solutions for tough problems, for our tune-ups, for our regular maintenance, etc. You know, life, life by the book is, is enough. But sometimes you need some real-time help. I had a privilege a few years ago, a bike shop uh, where we were, gonna, we were originally going to hold our church services there. And this bike shop uh, was letting us use a facility. And so I needed a clutch in my bike. I pulled it in and they shook their heads and, and did like extreme, extreme makeover Harley edition. And they tore that thing down to the frame. And I got back and they weren't done. I'm like, oh, that's a wonderful surprise. I need to leave in about two weeks. We've got to get on this. So I got the privilege of of working with a, a mechanic side-by-side, side, a guy that had 30 years of experience at dealerships and bike shops. It was incredible. He, he knew so much. He, he forgot more about Harley-Davidson than I will ever know. And it was just so wonderful to have him there. And when I, when I got to a point, I didn't have to start rummaging through my, through my uh, repair manual, which usually when it gets to something really tough, it's, it, it, usually what it says in there is, you should probably go to a shop now, homie. <laughs> Give up now. You wouldn't be reading this book if you really knew what you were doing. <laughs> just asked him, said, man, how do you do this? So, well, let me show you. We can read God's Word and get a lot of questions answered. There's something very powerful when you actually, actually talk to someone who's maybe walked through it before. See, nothing shameful about asking. There's nothing, nothing, nothing worse than an answer from someone who is pretending to know what they're talking about. One of my least favorite things, I'll go to the hardware store and I'll say, I need a, need a 3 8 bolt, coarse thread, inch and a half long. Where is it? Grade 5. Where is it? And they go, what are you using it for? I said, none of your business. Just. just. It's funny, you go to a part shop, a Harley counters a lot. You tell them what you need. and they go, Well, maybe that's what you think you need. But let me tell you what you really need. We have God's word to guide us. We have God's Word to, to help us to make good decisions and, and help fill in some of the question marks in our lives. But we also, we also have each other and, and, and people who have walked down the road that maybe we're on uh, many times before. The second thing it says, it says seek. So you ask, and, and this is where a lot of people stop. I've met people all the time. They say, well, I'm asking God for this. I'm asking God for this. But, but then God says, well, after you ask, seek. I had a guy come to me one time. He said, yeah, I really need a job. I asked God for a job. I go, that's cool. Where'd you put in any applications at? Well, I didn't. I go, well, then go seek your job. This is kind of the ramping up the action part of things. When I was uh, working with that mechanic side by side on the lift, I would apologize to him a lot because I knew I was slowing him up. I'd, I'd be helping along with something, and he would, he would let, me, let me do stuff, but I, I could tell it, he would just go much quicker if I would just get out of the way. And I would say, man, I'm, I'm sorry I'm slowing you up here. And he goes, no, no, no. He says, I'd, I'd, I'd rather let you 
learn this. And then next time you won't have to ask me anymore. You'll be able just to do this. There's a lot of times in our lives we're asking God to help us with something and, 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 and He will. But He allows us to walk through that process. And, and sometimes to work our, work, our, work our fingers to the bone and, and feel like at, at times maybe we're even beating our, our head against the wall. But it's all part of that process of, of Him helping us. So He says, ask but then seek. God has a journey for us. There are times when answers are easy and instant. You're going to be, sometimes you're going to say, God, this is, this is more than I can handle. Please make this better. And it's better. Other times, it's a process. Many times there's a, a difference in the way things are, are treated if, when they cost us nothing. We had some puppies one time. It was an accidental breeding. We, we, weren't ha- we didn't want the, well, you, you get the point, right? So we're giving these puppies away. We put the ad in the paper. Come and get them, man. Just, just take them. I'm tired of feeding the things. I gave them shots. I said, come and get them. No one called. So instead, we said, it's going to cost you. I want $100 a pop for a man. The phone was starting to ring off the hook. So a lot of times we don't value things that don't cost us something. There's a reward in working and striving for things. It, it helps to build character and confidence Especially when we do this with God's leadership and guidance. So he says, ask, it's going to be given to you. Seek, you will find. The number three, he says we have to knock. This is another action. In fact, this is, this is possibly the toughest one. Because I know the asking and the seeking, we can kind of do that internally. We can. We can go to God in private and we can ask him things. We can, we, can, we can seek things out. We can do our very best and, 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 and kind of keep that to ourselves. Don't really have to be accountable. But I have never been able to mentally knock on a door. Never been able to just, to just wish that the person who is inside would sense that I want to come in and have them come to the door. To, wow. This is, this is the tangible thing. It's just... Knock, and the door will be opened. Why? why? I, I believe that this illustrates our need for God and, and for one another in kind of a next-level way. Why in the world do you knock? You knock because it's not your door. I got a, uh, a secret code this morning. I had to, I, I think I had to swear to eat it when I'm done here today, but I have a secret code to the office door. <laughs> yeah. I used it twice. And it worked. But it's not my door. I was given access as a guest, but it's not my door. You see, God knows what we need before we ask. When you pray to Him, you say, God, I really need this. God, God's not up there going, oh, I was wondering about that. He knows before you ask. In fact, we're told that you and I can come boldly before Him. We can walk right up to Him with confidence. And, and, and we, don't need, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to crawl. We don't have to, we don't have to hope that He doesn't behead us or something like that. It says that we can come to Him and call Him Abba Father. It's a very personal title. It's like our, our children calling us Daddy. God's presence can be with us all the time. So why would we need to knock? 
This is profound. You need to get this. Because God said to. It's simple obedience. When I was youth pastoring, I would, I would have young people who would come to me and they'd say, Oh, I desperately want more of God's power in my life. And they'd say, Well, I just happen to have the magic tonic that I will pour on your head. And oh, that power will be unleashed. That's what they were hoping I would say. Instead, I would tell them, I'd say, Do this. Read God's Word. Find something in there that you're falling short of and, and try to make some progress that way. Find something that you're not doing that God says you're supposed to do and do that. And it will unleash God's power in your life. Simple, simple obedience can get, help us get God's perspective on things. You see, you and I can't read God's mind. We used to do a run, called it the harvest run. We would give... Thanksgiving dinner to families and around the community, needy families. You want to know what our biggest challenge was every year? It wasn't buying the turkeys or the potatoes or the stuffing or none of that. It was finding people who needed the baskets. You know why? Because they had to ask. We couldn't just, we couldn't just go out and, and figure it out and go door to door and say, Here, you want this? They had to ask. This is a tough one for us because this is where we have to admit that, that we, need, we, we need each other. We, we need God. Sometimes the answer is not just in our efforts. Sometimes the answer is, is not just in, in, in asking and seeking, but it's also knocking on a door that is not ours and, and, and hoping there is some help. We are commanded by God to bear one another's burdens. Love our neighbors as ourself. Just a side note here. It says to knock, not kick the door in. How many times do we do that? Demand of God. God, it says in your word, you have to do this. I don't know. Had a lot of arguments with God and he always wins. Always. Never, never have I persuaded him to in, in an area that I thought he was wrong. And there have been plenty of times I thought he was wrong. We also can't start making people into God. I meet people all the time. Why, are, why, won't, you, why won't you do this? Why won't you be this? Well, I would if so-and-so hadn't done this to me. Or if so-and-so would just do this. You realize what they did for my brother and they left me out in the cold? So what? They're not God. God is in control. We need to be thankful for good and bad times. So he lays it out so simple. Ask, you will receive. Seek, you will find. Knock, the door will be opened. I know some of you are probably thinking right now, yeah, preacher, but you don't understand. I did all of that. I did. I've been doing it for years. And I think God is deaf. Listen to what was said in James chapter 4, verse 1. It says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. 
You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. See? Just where we were. Ask, you will receive. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. I love reading that part about asking. It will be given to you. Seek. You will find. Knock. The door will be opened. This one, not so much. Not so much. You see, sometimes in our lives, we're going around and we're asking God to do things He will not do. You understand that? We live our lives as we see fit. We, we pick and choose things out of Scripture that we like. That's what we're telling God. Hey, your word says, if I ask, I receive. It also has very clear directions how you're supposed to live your life. What you're supposed to do with your money. Do you know God even sticks His nose in that area of your life? Never supposed to talk to people about money or politics or religion. And God talks about all of those. Beating our head against the wall. God, why won't you? Why won't you hear me? I was in Arizona and I was robbed and stranded. All the things that are not supposed to happen to a man of God. I was finally getting toward the a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And I was driving down the road and I said, God, I'm sorry. Whatever the reasons are that you're disciplining me, please help me get it through my head. I'm tired of this. Please help me. Just help me get home. Please. Whatever it is. And believe me, it wasn't long till I figured it out. <laughs> and then I felt that compassion again and that love, that grace. Some of you, the reason that you think God is vindictive is because you keep asking Him to bless or curse. He won't do that. He will not bless disobedience. He won't do that. Part of the big thing here, we're asking, we're seeking, we're knocking, we're saying, God, I'm giving control to you. Let's close in a quick word of prayer this morning and we're wrapping things up. But I want you, some, some, some of you, where you're discouraged, whatever's going on, I just want you to, to start conversing with God right where you're at. Father God, we thank you that you love us. Thank you, God, that your word is true. Thank you that what it says we, we can believe. But God, I pray you would help us not to be selfish, one-sided Biblical manipulators, but God, we would read your word as truth and we would apply it to our lives. And then, God, you will give us the strength to be the people that you want us to be. Father God, we just, we love you this morning. Thank you, God. We just ask you, Lord, to help us be the men and women that you want us to be. 
God, the husbands and the fathers, the grandfathers, wives, God, whatever challenges we're, we're facing, God, your word says if we ask you, we will receive. If we seek you, we will find. If we knock, the door will be open. God, help that to be the reality in our lives today, we ask in Jesus' name. Why don't we uh, express our appreciation one more time to Curtis, huh? Thank you, sir. Uh, What's happening in the next 60 seconds is not planned, okay? But, Curtis, as you were talking, preaching so powerfully, it just occurred to me that all that stuff about directions and Asking for help. You know, when you, when you know you're lost, you have to pull over. You have to punctuate the journey. And you have to say, I need help. I'm not going to pretend I can keep doing this. I need direction and help. You've spoken so powerfully. I want us to just take one more moment, if I may. Thank you for praying for us. But I wonder... Could this be the turning point, the junction in the journey today for some of us to actually say, I admit my need of God. I am weary of trying to do this by myself. We've heard the heart of this man. We love your ministry, all that God has called you to do. But this comes right down to where we are right now. I want us just to pause one more moment, please. Let's bow our heads. And I want to give an opportunity following this powerful message for anyone here to say, God, I I don't I don't just want a little bit of help, but I want you to lead me in the journey for the rest of my life forever and always. I want you to take charge. I need your forgiveness. Cleanse me. Now, take the lead. If that's where you're at, Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you're a Christian. You're a long way from God. And it's time to get back and get going in the right direction again. Here's a simple little prayer you can use as your head is bowed. God, take charge, please. Help. Direct me. Lead me. Be Lord. Be King. I accept your leadership and direction. Rescue me from me. Just keep your head bowed for a moment. If you've just prayed something like that prayer because you're becoming a Christian, or if you just prayed something like that prayer because you're coming back to God, let's be bold about this. If you just did that, can I ask you just to slip up your hand and hold it there a second? Do it right now, please. And all around this auditorium, people are are doing that. God bless you. You can put your hands down. Would you strengthen each and every one? May they know today that as they have pulled over and asked for help, you have heard their cry. We agree together in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen.
Hey, we've said thanks to Curtis. Why don't we say thanks to God for good things that are, are going on? Let me tell you a couple of things. Uh, in a moment or two, we're going to worship God in our giving. We're going to receive our offering. But before we go to that, uh, we have the opportunity to, to have some blessing of the bikes. Blessing. You say, what, what's the blessing of the bikes about? Well, we love to pray for safe journeys, the safety on the roads. And there are many people who bought their bikes. They're out there uh, in the West parking lot. We have members of the Christian Motorcycle Association and we have no formal moment for this, but we want you to go out there to your bikes after the service is dismissed and ask one of those people to pray for you uh, and to pray that blessing. Also, um, following that, and they have some stickers as well, and you need to ask them, that's how it's going to happen. But also, following that, there will be an unguided ride to Estes Park. Uh, and so there's no big thing organized um, up there. But if you want to go on that ride, uh, that's going to happen right afterwards. I'm going to go on that ride on my machine and plan to arrive on Thursday. So I can hardly wait to actually get around to doing that. Let's pray about the offering. If you're a guest with us, you don't have to give in the offering. Do put that connection card in that you heard about. Father, thank you for the word that we've heard this morning and the passionate invitation to us to cry out for your help, to seek, to ask, to knock. Now, Lord, as we come with our tithes and offerings, we ask you to bless this time as we, as we sing and as we give. Be among us, we pray. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Ushers are coming, and if you want to stand during this and you're able, feel free to do so. Let's give.
just before we dismiss this service, we remind ourselves, don't we, that we don't get together to try and escape the world, but be more equipped for the world. And we need to pray for our community. There are people who have experienced devastation because of tornadoes in Colorado this week. People who are nervous because of floodwaters rising. And others who are deeply concerned because of uh, shootings that have happened um, in this community. Suddenly, this part of this beautiful state, suddenly on the national news. We've celebrated our law enforcement officers this morning. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for those who grieve at this time. We need to pray. We need to ask. So join me as we do that right now. Lord, we, we bring all of these, these concerns. It's been great to celebrate your goodness today, but we come, we ask, we seek, we knock, we, we pray for those whose lives have experienced devastation because of inclement weather and concerns about flooding. We pray for those who grieve in our community because of violence that has taken place in the last few days and beyond. We pray for those who are serving us, those women and men in law enforcement. We pray you'll direct them. We pray for the, for the hearts of those who would perpetrate violence. And we pray for heart change, that peace might prevail. So we give you thanks for your goodness. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. Everyone said? Here's a news flash. It is reported that sunshine has been spotted. So enjoy it. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Prayer team will be here sooner or later to pray with you if you would like prayer. God bless you. Have a great weekend.